my name is Falker Kruger from von Ferdinand Tönis. We have another family law topic uh, today, uh, which uh, we'll discuss with Elmerie Richter again. Uh, welcome, Elmerie. Thank you, Falker. So, yeah, uh, first question um, What is the general rule in the case of a marriage in community of property where there is a divorce? Uh, what is included in the estate and what not? Okay, so where parties are married in community of property, everything they have, basically everything they own, will form part of the joint estate. This, for example, includes all assets, all liabilities, pension funds, um, shares in businesses, etc. The list goes on. And this also includes assets that you obtained or accrued before the date of marriage, because when you got married, everything fell into this joint estate, and the parties are co-holders thereof. So when they get divorced, the general rule is that the joint estate must be divided equally between the parties. So basically, you share 50-50 in all assets and in all liabilities. Whether it's your house or not, you are co-holder of that property. All right. So, yeah, that's obviously why we also advise clients to get advice uh, from an attorney before they get married, no? to consider yes. options as opposed to a marriage and community of property which is basically the default marital regime if you get married without a marriage contract, whereas if you sign a marriage contract, uh, as we've mentioned on this program before, you can choose to go for, for example, a marriage out of community of property with or without the accrual system. Yes. So uh, please keep that in mind. Um, the case that we're looking at, Amari, LH against ZH, a recent decision. Um, yeah, maybe you can just first explain what are the facts of that case, what happened? Yeah, okay. So in this matter, um, a, a wife or a, a woman was in a motor vehicle accident in 2011 and non-patrimonial damages was awarded to her by court. Now, non-patrimonial damages is typically money that you receive for the pain and suffering that you endured due to the accident, for example. So she was awarded 800,000 rand, which is quite a substantial amount. And then she invested that money. After that, after she received the money and a few years down the line, she got married. And she got married in community of property. The relationship, unfortunately, didn't work. And then her husband filed for a divorce. Now, when he filed for a divorce, he said that because we are married in community of property, this joint estate that we have should be divided equally. On the other hand, the, the wife said, no, 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 wait, everything can be divided except for this 800,000 rand that I received um, as non-patrimonial damages for the pain and suffering of this motor vehicle accident. She said that the Mo Matrimonial Property Act um, makes provision that claims like this will be excluded from the joint estate. Yeah, okay. that, that's basically the facts. So the court had to decide uh, whether the uh, husband or the wife should win the case. What was the outcome? Yeah, well, this matter ended in the Supreme Court of Appeal. So the regional court and the high court had bo both had different outcomes that the parties were not happy with, and it ended up in the Supreme Court of Appeal. But the Supreme Court of Appeal found that um, the investment and the monies that the wife received does form part of the joint estate. So basically, the order was in favor of the husband. And the, the court specifically said that the wife was not incorrect 
in saying that um, this type of claims and monies are usually protected. But, but what's important here is emphasis in the act is on when you receive the money during the course of your marriage in community of property. Now, in this specific circumstances, she didn't receive the money during the course of a marriage. She already received the money before she got married. And then the court specifically said here that she then received the money and when she got married, she chose to get married in community of property, meaning that she actually chose to take everything that she have, including this monies, and share it with her soon-to-be husband. And because she received it prior to the marriage, that she doesn't, um, she didn't receive the protection of the act, and. Um, yeah, it didn't form. It did form part of the joint estate at the end of the day. So, if she had received those non-patrimonial damages after they had gotten married, then it, married, then it would have been a different matter. Yes, then it would have been excluded. She would have received the protection from the act, but because she received it prior to their marriage, and um, the court said that if she wanted to protect that payout, she should have gotten married with a different marital regime, such as out of community of property. All right. So what do we learn from the case? What would you say? Well, firstly, once again, we learn that when you get married in community of property, you share everything that you have. Then secondly, if you receive non-patrimonial damages, which is usually a very personal claim, such as pain and suffering, like we said, that money that you received during the course of the marriage will be excluded from the joint estate. But if you receive that money and you are intending to get married, you can only protect that money if you get married out of community of property. Okay. So those principles apply in the case of a divorce, uh, death. How does that work if the marriage is terminated by death? The same principle will apply. So, if if the deceased or your yeah, the deceased received the money um, during the course of the marriage, it will be excluded from the estate, and it will be it will not necessarily form part of the um, estate. Yeah. Yes, winding up of the estate. Yes. Okay. All right. So that's non-patrimonial damages. What about any inheritance that a spouse might receive? Uh, during the match, would that be included or excluded from a match in community of property? And inheritance are usually excluded from a marriage in community of property. In most circumstances, it is excluded because the person who passed away in that will, there's a clause in that will that says that I bequeath this item to my daughter or my son, but it may not form part of the joint estate. And that clause then gives the protection to exclude that inheritances from a joint estate. Yeah, I would think about 80 or 90% of the wills that I see, and I see a lot of wills actually have that clause yes. um, in, contained in the document, which would then indeed exclude it uh, from the marriage and community of property. Uh, so I think it's a fairly standard clause, I would say. However, you do sometimes see wills where it uh, uh, doesn't stipulate as such. Yeah. And then, of course, people could uh, pass away without leaving a will. Then the interstate law of succession applies. Yes. In such a case, I don't think it would then be uh, excluded no, from a marriage and community of property. So that's why it's so important to have that clause in the will. Yes, definitely. To my mind, if someone passes away interstate, it, everything will form part of a joint estate. Yes. So if there's a divorce thereafter, 
between the beneficiary of your estate, let's say uh, your son is married uh, and he gets divorced from your daughter-in-law, then uh, she would be entitled to half of that inheritance if you don't have that clause in the will. Yes, definitely. And uh, uh, the accrual system, let's say the parties are made out of community of property uh, with the accrual system. Well, with the accrual system, it's important that it will it must be specifically excluded in the accrual. So let's let's talk if we think of inheritances, for example, there's also quite a standard clause with anti-natural contracts where you will say that inheritances and donations will not form part of the accrual. So thereby it will be excluded. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think a similar principle actually there applies. Uh, if uh, the uh, inheritance is received after you're married. Um, then it would be excluded in terms of the match contract, which would typically have such a clause. But even if it's not contained in such uh, a match contract, then by law, inheritance is actually also excluded from uh, the accrual system. Accrual. And um, yeah, but, but if it was received before they got married, then uh, similar principles apply. Then you need to specifically exclude it in your match contract. Yes. Uh, just like with the non-patrimonial damages if that is indeed the intention of the party. So if you fail to do that, then uh, such inheritance would also be part of, uh, of the accrual system as such. Uh, and the last one there to take note of is that uh, some clauses in, uh, or, or sometimes the rules would also have a similar clause to exclude uh, the inheritance from the accrual system, just yeah. like they would have the clause that uh, excludes it from the imagined community of property. So one would have to investigate each uh, case uh, on its merits and, and see whether there is such an exclusion that that applies or not but yeah i think once again maybe the most important advice we can uh, give the listeners is to make sure you get advice before you get married no? yes definitely sure pretty much get married out of community of, of property that's our that's our advice and that you then also mm -hmm. specifically exclude uh, in the match contract whatever uh, you and your uh, spouse uh, agree to uh, indeed exclude i agree with you Volker. all right thank okay. you all right. Thank you. That's all we have uh, time for today. Remember, our email address is info at vvd.co.za. Thanks for uh, listening. Uh, make sure that you tune in again next week, Wednesday, between 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock, and then also on Friday evenings.